This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.sc. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Ordinary Observations. It's 2024, brand new year of Ordinary Observations. And this episode, we're going to be talking about bad onstage behavior. So mm-hmm. We're going to start off with a bit of admin to kick us off. We've had a bit of a break. Yep. We have. Did you have a good New Year's Eve and Christmas time? It was okay. Yeah, all right. Yourself? Average. Yeah, it's quite good. That's good. Um, <clears throat> ah, well, let's... Let's not keep the listeners in the dark. We do have a special guest. Special guest today. Yes. Hello. My name is Linnea. <laughs> <laughs> you just introduced yourself. Well, you didn't. So, uh, Linnea, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, making, making your radio debut, I understand. Yeah. No, actually not. No. Uh, I have been on a student radio before, oh. so this isn't, isn't my first time at the rodeo. Damn. Yeah, but that was in Uppsala a long time ago, so I'm a bit rusty, I feel like. Okay. Uh, but this episode was your idea? It was, yeah. I really, really, really find it interesting that people can get so delusional about their own greatness that they can just do about anything on stage. Mm. I find it interesting. Yeah, fair enough. Other admin before we huge, get started? Huge shout out to Logan. Big Logan, a great friend of mine. Uh, I've known him since I was about three years old, I guess. We're both currently wearing Northland Tanifa shirts. Mm. Up. Thanks to the main man himself. Yep, so big shout out to Logan, big shout out to the mighty Northland Tiny Far. Yep, shout out Keith Andrew Trucks, yep. <laughs> the way he works. Um, what shout else? Shout out to your diversity manager for getting me on here, your token woman this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. The first female voice on Ordinary <laughs> Observations. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, good job. Uh, well, like congrats, <laughs> congrats to you or congrats to us. I feel like both the of world. us. The world. To our, to our <laughs> manager, Eden. Oh, yeah. uh, General Dog's body, Eden. Uh, shout out. Yeah, I must apologize for the omnibus. The omnibus last... The omnibus? Yeah, I sort of realized the oxymoronity of having a two-part omnibus published to Spotify, so that one's on me. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the omnibus, go go give it a listen. Oh, yeah. That was some hard work at six in the morning on yeah. a Saturday. <clears throat> that was K103. That was bloody rough, all right. Yeah. Anything else there? Goals for the year. Uh, Marshall Islands uh, listener. Yeah, Marshall Islands, we're, we're trying to tick that off. Um, also, Society of Snow, new film on uh, Netflix, I saw. Yeah, super popular movie in Spanish about the Uruguayan crash in the Andes that we discussed on the Miracles of Survival episode. They now made a movie about it. Yeah, so we, we did mention that in the show. So um, if you found that story particularly interesting, perhaps you could go to Netflix um, and check that one out. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's our admin out of the way. Yes, all hop right. right in. Okay, let's get started off with the song so we can organize ourselves a bit and uh, we'll talk about some bad onstage behavior. This is Lowly Young with Conceited. Yes, this is Ordinary Observations. You're listening on K103 Radio, and we're discussing bad onstage behavior. Mm-hmm. With special guest Linnea. Yes, and we're going to start off with the 2009 Kanye West 
upstaging. We're going to start with the 2009 Kanye West upstaging Taylor Swift at the MTV Music Awards. And it uh, seems I've just been upstaged myself. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to read this one out. Mark just takes the notes from my hand. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, Jack. But first, I needed to make sure the year Mark was right. Mark gave one of the greatest radio stations. Spirit station. of Kanye just entered. <laughs> So the awards so right from you were feet. you were right though it, this was 2009 at the MTV Video Music Awards Taylor Swift had been around for a few years at this point but yeah. was was not quite the global superstar that she is these the days the global climate emitter that she is now oh. <laughs> sure you know Kanye West had obviously been around for a good time at this point as well but he wasn't quite the the same level of insane madness no, I think this was the first time we witnessed Kanye like dip his toes into the cuckoo pond <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to say it very polite so th- this surely was <laughs> so Taylor Swift won the award for best female category for the video of her song you belong with me right she comes up on the stage, she starts thanking everybody, she seems quite surprised, she says, you know, how much this moment is such a dream for her, and how she never expected to be here, that kind of deal. Uh, then out of nowhere, Kanye sneaks up from he behind. He appears. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs the microphone from her hand. And I think the award also, right? I think she was still holding the award, but he <laughs> definitely... Onto yeah, <laughs> he was definitely took the, the microphone yeah. from her. And, you know, he gives the now infamous line, Taylor, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time. Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time. And then he just leaves. Yeah, Yeah. crazy. The camera, like, cuts to Beyonce in the crowd who's looking pretty shocked, pretty embarrassed, really. Yeah. I very much doubt she had any part or any no, desire for Kanye to go just crawling What there. were their relationship before all of this? Were they friends? Think, or like, was I it think just... good friends. I That's think a so. good question, actually. Because I think he was close to Jay-Z. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the, it cuts to Beyonce looking a bit shocked, a bit embarrassed. And then you see Taylor, who's got her head down, looking quite upset and quite confused by the whole thing as well. What's the security at these kind of events that uh, the guy can just pop up and well, steal Well, I mind? guess they don't expect the you know the vips in the no. middle to be Clearly, the ones they didn't learn anything with the chris rock incident later mm. no anyone mm. could just walk up and hit you <laughs> <laughs> either yeah steal your mic and upstage you or give you a big slap to the face yeah. so kanye was after this though he was removed uh, by security from the event you'd hope so but but i think it's time we start asking did he have a point I think even if it did have a point, <laughs> I think there's certain ways you go about this. Of course. Was Kanye right, though? Taylor's video, you know, it's aged, as you might expect, a mid to late noughties piece of, like, girl next door core music video to do so. But Beyonce's single ladies, which is what she was nominated for at that time. It's iconic. That's, you know, that could have been released today and it would still be, like, on point with modern culture, right? The, 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 I'm yeah, talking about the video here. Again, you don't go up and steal the mic because you don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> not the point I'm making yeah. right here. <laughs> Something deeper. You, but you <laughs> still see, like, the dance moves from Single Ladies video hmm? on the dance floor if, at any random club on any given, you know, weekend evening. Uh, shout out Victor Oscars. I've yeah, seen that plenty single, too many times. Single Ladies is also more of a club song. How would you dance You Belong With Me in the club? You tell us, Jack. That's a really great question. <laughs> mm. uh, and that's why we've got you on here, Diversity Coach Linear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that Diversity to Diversity Coach, not Dancing Coach. Not Dancing Coach. We'll leave that to the audience. <laughs> Look, I'm not quite sure how you would dance out 
the whole music video of You Belong With Me, Taylor Swift's 2009 hit in any given club on any given weekend evening. Maybe I'll ask Victor Oscar on. But I'm, I'm just pointing out that maybe Kanye was right, after all. I agree with you. It's not the, it's not the way to go about it. Uh, but how was the award decided, anyway? Um, the award's based off um, public votes on what they think the best music video is. Mm. I remember watching these videos at the time, being a young girl and being heavily, heavily into the You Belong With Me video. Mm-hmm. I could, I can see why that would be a appealing video to a teenage girl, don't get me wrong. Yes, ugly duckling turns beautiful. Just take her glasses off and all yeah, will be good. Yeah, I hate, I hate that concept because like she's obviously gorgeous in the video as well. Yeah. Like she's not the ugly girl next door by any means. And it's like... Uh, and then, but like, man, floods, notice her. Lots of people <laughs> buying like the clear lens glasses. <laughs> the, the lensless glasses, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, somewhat confusingly though, like later in the evening, Beyonce's video did win for video of the year. Yeah, because the award category was for female video of the year, right? Right, but you'd think that if it wins video of the year, it, it would also, also win video by a female of the year. No? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, am I mis- missing this somehow? I'm not quite sure. If it won the best video of the year, it would also win the category below that category, you know what I mean? I guess we'll never know. So during her speech for the prize, Beyonce invited Taylor Swift back up onto the stage to give her a hug and let her finish her speech. Of course, Kanye was criticized by other celebrities, including then-President Barack Obama, uh, but also Jimmy Carter, (laughs) who hasn't been president since 1981. If anybody was wondering, you know, what Jimmy Carter's take on this whole situation was. I love that Jimmy would have been in his 70s. (laughs) He had no idea what's going on. Uh, no, Ab- I think avid watcher of I, the MTV Musical. I, I think I read that he was a uh, lecturer at Stanford or something. You know, one of the mm. Ivy League uh, American universities, universe uh, colleges. Sorry, and for some reason, I guess he mentioned it in his in one of his lectures. But he's a big Swiftie. That that wound out into the news. Like Jimmy Carter condemns <laughs> condemns <laughs> uh, Kanye West's actions at the MTV Music Awards. Well, it is kind of full circle because I saw a news line this mm. today. Uh, that said that Taylor Swift will decide the presidential election this year. Like, what she says will oh, make her fans for. yeah, vote for the really? coming president. Yes. Surely, I mean, we all she's know also what... Like, because her, her boyfriend, he's an NFL player, right? And she's, like, boosted massively the sales because mm. now she got the, the whole fan base into American football. But would it be unfair to say that uh, Taylor Swift's political opinion on this would be like pretty obvious i don't think so i don't think so you think there's a chance taylor swift votes for donald trump yeah i think so really no yeah. ah no well, i think well, she could be a well, republican well, though what's the other choice biden yeah so she to me she's clearly voting for biden that's what i'm yeah. saying so why would wouldn't it be a given that she's already voting for biden why would yes but if i think if she came out publicly endorsing him people or her fans would be like into him as well mm, they're okay. waiting for the public endorsement yeah okay uh, yeah. i mean to be fair i, I would be very interested to know the uh venn diagram of people who are massive taylor swift fans and also big donald trump fans <laughs> i think she's like a secret republican actually <laughs> she loves the tax cuts <laughs> all right well maybe maybe but yeah maybe she wants to cut down on the uh, the levies applied to higher emitting <laughs> private airplanes 
jet fuel. Uh, anyway. Speaking of jet fuel, though, uh, for some reason, Buzz Aldrin was also present at that MTV Music Video Awards. Just like famous people, they take yeah, along. Yeah, he presented part of the pre-show. Did he condemn Kanye West? I'm not sure what Buzz Aldrin's take on the whole thing was. <laughs> I need to ask him. Um, but all right, that that's the whole gist of Kanye versus Taylor Swift. That It did get a lot messier, actually, in the following years. Mm. Mm. Uh, but we're not going to go into that one too much. This next song is Knife Girl, Estrogen. You're listening to Ordinary Observations with me, the guest, Linia, and your <laughs> regular hostess. And the regular boring dudes. Yeah. From, the, what are they called? I forgot. In the man cave, as you described it. Yeah. The sweaty grotto. <laughs> the sweaty grotto. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Welcome. We're at the K103 studio. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just come in here and insult our studio. God's gift to the earth, You're the K103 studio. <laughs> you were invited. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, it's only sweaty because it's you and I here, Mark. Yeah, I know. In uh, these beautiful Northland Tunnifer shirts. Oh, Shout you. out, Logan. Mm. But we were talking bad onstage behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that brings us to Afro Man, naturally. Yeah. You guys remember Afro Man? Because I got high. Yeah, the because dude I famous for Because I Got High. You know, he hasn't been relevant for 15 years or whatever, but... Coming relevant, though. Yeah. He's, uh, he's actually announced his candidacy for POTUS. Yeah. Mm. Very full circle moment. Well, maybe that's Taylor Swift. Is, uh, maybe that's her choice. It's not, oh, it's not yeah, Trump true. or Biden. It's, it's Afro, Afro man. man. That would be... He's got some great policies. That would be a twist. We'll get to those <laughs> yeah, in a minute, yeah. mate. Uh, so Afro Man, yes, the dude famous for because I got high. He was playing at a or and a Colt forty five. Yeah, two zigzags. That's the, my favorite. The rest of those, you know, the the cultured listeners out yeah. there, playing at a free Mardi Gras Mardi Gras concert in Mississippi in twenty fifteen. And now evidently he was playing guitar during a song when a woman approached from behind, dancing with a drink in her hand. Afro Man turned around and clocked her straight in the face. Apparently she suffered a concussion from the knock. Yeah, basically, he just. There was a woman who just rolled onto the stage and he knocked her out just yeah. in one punch. I yeah, think. she snuck up from behind and he didn't like that, <laughs> it seems. Mm. You so, never sneak up on the Afro Man. He was escorted off stage by security and then charged with assault by police uh, before being released on bail. Mm. Yeah, crazy. He's still not the most, Con- how do you say it, yeah, criminally like- charged president candidate of this year. <laughs> yeah, true. The man has a good record. <laughs> <in> compared. <laughs> Now, according to Afroman's public representative, sorry, he punched the woman as a reaction to the invasion of personal space and because he mistook her for a different member of the audience who had been heckling him during the show. But was it like In- a, interesting a, fist, response. a fist punch? Yeah. He wasn't like turning around, accidentally smacking her with the guitar? No, 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 no. He, no, he oh. turned around and hit he, her. He turned yeah. around and punched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was all deliberate. Interesting response that it was like, oh, I don't, I'm not sorry. It just wasn't the right person. <laughs> yeah. Fair. But imagine, I mean, imagine going to a free Mardi Gras concert in 2015 just to find- heckle Afro Man. Yeah. Best things in life are free, Jack. <laughs> just like <laughs> Afro Man in 2015? Yeah, but it's sick. It's free. <laughs> he's like, he's a comedic rapper. What, Drinking uh, Who's Hennessy. got a problem with Afro Man? You know what I mean? Eating some Louisiana cooking. Yeah. Go and see Afro Man. So, so, okay. So, Afro Man made a public apology and he, uh, quote unquote, sought help anger management issues now the fan of course sued both afro man and the venue where the concert took place afro man settled the case out of court uh the details of the agreement are of course not publicly known uh, but would love to know what her grounds for suing the venue were 
considering that she was able to get up on the stage next to him. Well, seems yeah. weird. Mm. Presumably, she chose to go up on the stage, right? Yeah. Maybe for letting the WBA champion onto the stage. That's World Boxing Awards champion. Ah, uh, so Efraimer. Yeah. yeah, he's a public danger. <laughs> so that's the last of the details on the bad on-stage behavior. But the Efraimer story actually it does go quite a bit deeper here. It develops. He becomes pretty relevant. Yeah. So uh, this wouldn't be the last lawsuit filed against Efraimer. Actually, coming back to what you just said before, Linnea. Mm. In 2022, police raided his Ohio home on suspicions of kidnapping and drug trafficking charges. That's wild. Apparently, they found nothing incriminating at all, and no charges were ever laid. Now, Efferman wasn't at home at the time, but said himself that all that was there were a few ends of blunts he had smoked and some unused pipes sent to him by fans. But these aren't like, how do you say, these aren't small charges. These are massive. Yeah, kidnapping? <laughs> and drug trafficking. Uh, they did, however, damage his external gate, his door and his system, uh, and sorry, and his security system wiring. Which all up cost him over 20,000 USD to mm. repair. Almost lucky he wasn't there. Mm. He the, would have lost his shit. The officers seized $5,000 worth of cash from his home, but 400 of this was missing when the money was returned to him. Mm. Suspicious. Suspect behavior. Sussy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in retaliation, Man recorded some songs called Will You Help Me Repair My Door? And why are you disconnecting my video camera? (laughs) 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 Say a cab without saying a cab. So the music videos for these tunes consist mostly of footage of the police officers raiding his home and finding nothing. That's so good. To be fair, will you help me repair my game? (laughs) To be fair, this is this. I'm going to go on the record here and encourage everybody listening to look up why you disconnecting my video camera. It's a fucking good song, man. (laughs) I really enjoy. Like I'm, I'm listening at work, blasting. Is it reggae? is it no it's like hip hop but it's not just like because I got high because like that gets annoying after one listen it's it's that's why you switch the cult for it's a genuinely like enjoyable rap song because he used the likeness the images of these police officers in the music video a few months after this Seven members of the Adams County Sheriff Department sued Afro-Man for using their likeness in his music videos. They say they have suffered humiliation, ridicule, mental distress, embarrassment, and a loss of reputation. Because the police is so well-renowned. Mm. I, I, you really got a feel for them, feeling uh, yeah, rough, humiliation. Rough day at the office, they get to be them. in a music video. Yeah. What happened to that lawsuit? Do you I, know? I don't know, hmm. to be honest. But <laughs> again, in the song... Talking about the uh, kidnapping, he's like, "Is there any? Ki- Why are you looking in my refrigerator? Are there any kidnapping video <laughs> of victims in my refrigerator?" <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to this. It's, it's, it's class tune, man. Yeah, Afro man, as we discussed a little bit earlier, his story does not end there. It, go- it keeps yeah. going. In 2022, Afro man also announced his candidacy for the 2024 American presidential election. <laughs> He has a he has a strong eight part plan. Mm-hmm. Includes it's it's very well laid out. Like number he's... one, <clears throat> decriminalizing cannabis. Of course, that was always no, going to be. Uh, I think yeah, we can sk- skip there. over that. Nobody's surprised by that one. Criminal justice reform. That makes sense from the why are you disconnecting my video camera? Yeah. All ties in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, law enforcement reform. Yeah, yeah. Mandatory body cams. Pretty halting. More sick videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No more sick videos. Yeah, he he made a good. Quote. Oh, more sick videos. True. Mm. There was a good quote uh, when he was talking about video cameras as well. Like, does it? Why is it so happen that every time the police do something fucked up, the video camera there's technical difficulties with it? Reparations for the people 
negatively impacted by the atrocities of slavery. Mm-hmm. That goes hard. Yeah, so he, he explained that a little bit. He said that uh, he would pardon everybody you know, convicted of non, non-violent uh, crimes like, you know, like, like drug... Cannabis drug, possession. Yeah, yeah, cannabis possession. And with the money saved on jailing those people every year, you know, it costs thousands upon thousands of dollars to keep someone in prison for a year. With that money, he would then donate... Uh, that as reparations to you know the ancestors of people who were enslaved. Yep, he so. wants to also halt all foreign aid. Yeah, that's a big one. Fair play. Oh, that's a, he knows uh, about the dangers of foreign aid. He's read. <laughs> he's read the bottom billions and a, the aid trap. That's a re- really interesting. Uh, I, I it, he didn't like specify anything by that. I no, wasn't sure if that was like an anti-Ukrainian thing or if that doesn't was doesn't like proxy wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't that's know. True. He also wants more sports celebrations. This one was really bizarre, right? Yeah. Really unspecified. Because that's super ambiguous. I don't know if he yeah. means in-game celebrations. Yeah, or... he means in-game celebrations. So he, huh? he sort of outlined the fact he would give tax breaks to the, I guess, owners of mm-hmm. sports teams that performed more celebrations after scoring goals or getting a touchdown or uh, shooting a basket or something. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, we all want to see it. More sports celebrations. That's what Fair we can... Yeah. And he also wants to legalize prostitution because apparently Afroman is the ultimate proponent of personal liberty. Yeah. Uh, I think there was also a point there about just more love. Yeah, I th- yes, also more love. Unity, love, and peace. Yeah. Real just un- as a general, real general policy of <laughs> pumping goes money well, into the unity. Uh, <laughs> goes well with the legalized prostitution. Uh, all these things. Mm. And they, the decriminalizing cannabis. They all lock together, you know. Yeah, this yeah. is a really well-rounded... Good circle. Surely he has to start his own party as well, like an independent Afroman party. Uh, I don't know if you need to... Yeah, that's Afroman. All right, is that the Afroman story? He still isn't a great person, but yeah. Uh, but go look at that song Why Disconnecting My Video Camera by Afro Man the next song we're listening to is called uh, Dirty Guy by a band called Shit Kid so Kondra 3 möter många intressanta personer lyssna på podden Kondra 3 möter där vi samlar alla intervjuerna du hittar den där poddar finns Yes, this is Ordinary Observations on K103. We're here with special guest Linnea. You can find all of our podcasts on Spotify, and you can also find us on Instagram at Ordinary Observations. Oof, that was smooth, man. That was smooth. Oh, new year, new me. Mm. Except the mispronunciation oh. of my name. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, you mispronounced yeah. pronunciation as well, so. Cringe. Fuck. How do you pronounce <laughs> your name? Linnea. Oh, I don't know how to, I can't do that. <laughs> says a lot <laughs> considering we live together <laughs> cut the mic cut the mic <laughs> I'll just edit all of this <laughs> okay Lydia what do you got for us yeah I'm gonna talk about the OG person of bad onstage behavior and that is Gigi Allen mm-hmm. the real father of onstage antics yeah Gigi Allen is a now deceased punk rock artist and he's Honestly, probably more known for his onstage behavior than his music. But if you're Anton, you probably know him for his knowledge about his micro penis. Mm. Shout out, Shout uh, out Dr. Anton. Dr. Anton, yeah, I think part of his physiology degree was analyzing uh, Gigi Allen's micro penis. <laughs> yeah, I think that was most of his dissertation. Yeah, he talks a lot about it. Yeah. yeah surely mm. all of his seminars. Yeah. yeah. So you can just contact him for consultations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> available via Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. Gigi, well, he had quite a turbulent time on the stage. Um, he died committing or having an, a drug overdose, but he, for several years, promised that he would commit suicide on stage. He didn't have the time to, fortunately, I might say, but he did manage to do some quite fucked up shit in his time. <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> Well, he did shit on stage and smear himself in it. That's, uh, um, that's wild. That's, that is pretty fucked up yeah. in my book. E. coli snacky room. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Yeah, but you can say a lot about Mr. Gigi, but he did have a quite troubled upbringing. Mm. He had a super abusive father. Mm. He was also actually uh, named Jesus Christ Allen when he was... Uh, birthed, delivered, mm. when he became born, alive. Born, born <laughs> yes. <laughs> when he was delivered. Oh. Yes, when he was heavens. born. Uh, but Jesus Christ Allen turned into Gigi Allen because they, as me and Mark, had trouble with pronunciation. So yeah, like, that yeah. is the birth of Gigi Allen. Like Jesus Christ is a bad name for not just I, pronunciation. I didn't even know you're allowed to well. call your kids Jesus Christ, but anyway. I, nah, but you Not probably anymore. weren't allowed to hit them either, and this was mm. a frequent thing in Gigi's upbringing. Um, however, though, Gigi wasn't only active in the punk rock scene, he was also big into slam poetry. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, he took it a little bit too literal. Attacking one of his female fan, uh, he grabbed her hair and then tried to slam her into the ground. Oof. Poetry slam for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poetry in motion, A baby. Slam poet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to know more about Gigi Allen, there's plenty about him online. Uh, there was actually a murder committed in Gothenburg last year in Gigi's name, which is another level of fucked up. Yeah, that's really... Considering he's been dead since when? 30 years. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. That's yep. <laughs> mm. oh. A very somber end to this somber story oh strange man mm, if you've got any further questions about that i suggest once again uh contact anton dr anton yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the person for it lots of pictures on his phone yeah uh but okay from one story to another yep moving swiftly moving on. swiftly along to akon dry humping a 15 year old girl on stage right so i'm just gonna bust out the old details on this one so there's no you know room for public opinion akon was performing a show in trinidad in 2007 Details are a little hazy on how this all came to be, but essentially there was some kind of dance competition at the show whilst Akon was performing his hit song, Smack That. Evidently the prize to the winner of said dance competition was a trip to Africa. Unclear prize. Mm. Yeah. Va- very vague. Ambiguous. No, no details, very ambiguous. Um, now again, this was in Trinidad and Tobago, <clears throat> the Korean where a specific style of dancing, known, known as whining, is very popular. I found this definition of wine dancing. Whining is a popular dance style in the Caribbean that has been around for many years. The dance involves moving the waistline in a rhythmic and sensual manner to the beat of soccer, reggae, or dancehall music. It's a unique style of dance that has become an integral part of Caribbean culture. So the dance competition at Akon's concert was to find the girl with the best wine. Um, I know nothing about dance uh, and i'm trying to be you know culturally sensitive here so without reducing the cultural significance of that uh, it looks like a more sort of rhythmic technical uh, style of of twerking again trying to be cultural sensitive but and you ruined it yeah i'm really messing that up i apologize but 
yeah, Linny has also added a, a great falsehood uh, <laughs> to the to the notes here, which is that uh, Jack has been trying this out at home, which is not false. I want to add. This oh. is absolutely baseless slander. It's a real shame we're only an audio medium, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, according to one source I came across, Akon said that his good friend R. Kelly told him that Trini girls are the best whiners. Oh, the worst good friend. I think that's up there with the the Jeffrey Epstein good friends, Michael Jackson uh, good friends. Look, again, I can't confirm this, but it's not a a good look either Um, way. Um, I'm not sure what Mr. Mr. Epstein's thoughts on this were, but... Oh, oh, did they contact Jimmy Carter? (laughs) Which Jimmy Carter when you need him? Stephen Hawking. (laughs) Stephen Hawking. Anyway, I don't know if Akon himself chose this girl to be the winner of said competition. Uh, but what is important is that she was brought up on stage to uh, a dance with him. Now, it seems that Akon's PR team have done a really good job of cleaning the footage of this from the internet. But you can still find snippets if you like look hard enough. The dancing goes from whining to then just full-on dry-humping uh, with the girl on her back on the floor and Akon aggressively thrusting between her legs. His own pants have come down... Uh, to like around his knees I guess you know he's low riding to begin with not wearing a belt and with all the aggressive thrusting going on it's not easy to shake the pants loose Uh, so he's essentially just in his boxes he then picks her up and thrusts her again whilst like holding her in the air Uh, and uh, I really can't stress enough how how little he's messing around with this this was some very vigorous thrusting now it's hard to get a feel for how long this went on for but it must have been at least a minute uh, again, it's hard to find any like footage of this on TV on the internet, but you can look at uh, like the old CNN coverage of it and stuff, and they'll show you like a clip of it, mm. not the whole video. So it's hard to say. Uh, but that, again, that was the trip to Africa as well. The very ambiguous prize we were talking about before was um, just getting dry humped by Akon on stage. Um, yeah, so so somehow it comes out after all this that the the girl that he invited up onto stage was indeed only 15 years of age and of course the news agencies get they love a bit of that yeah uh so yeah spreads like wildfire. you can you can you can imagine akon started sweating at this moment mm. he publicly apologized to the young woman her family and anybody else present who may have been upset by his actions uh but he did try to throw a little cheeky little caveat in there to blame the venue for allowing people under the age of 21 in yeah, but was it, <laughs> it enjoyable like for anybody? Like, even if she wasn't 15, yeah. would anybody enjoy that? No, that's a, that's a really good point. Like like I say, it was it was far beyond, like, sexy dancing. It was... But also the venues was did not in any way be like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to get dry. No. So, I mean... Do you think he enjoyed it? Or was it just was like it, a show of his masculinity? Uh, uh, it's hard to say. I really, I really don't know what the like crowd impression of it is mm. either. Did they think that was funny? Was that like a thing for them? I don't think Magic Mike was a thing yet, right? When no. was this in twenty two thousand seven? No, no, it was before no. that. Uh, there wasn't much magic about this Magic Mike anyway. <laughs> So following this drama, Verizon Wireless, a mobile network in the US, pulled their sponsorship of Gwen Stefani's upcoming tour, for which Akon was the opening act. Logical, and punishing Gwen. Depends. If Gwen was prepared to like cut Akon from her tour, then it would be unfair. 
Yeah, true. We don't mm. know that. Yeah. So anyway, so Akon was supposed to be the opening artist for Gwen Stefani's upcoming tour. Verizon were like, okay, we're not going to sponsor this shit if Akon's on the bill. So yeah, talk about hitting him, and they and they removed Akon from their ringtone store. Oh, brutal, brutal. I don't know how they could do that to a human being. <laughs> uh, how will he live with that? I'm not sure, man. But let's let's pause there for a moment. Yeah. Uh, we need to take a break. This one's Les Big Bird. Uh, the song's called Diamonds, Rhinestones, and Rain, I believe. To be honest with you, I can't see the full name of it, but here it is. This is Ordinary Observations, and we're discussing bad onstage behavior. Yeah. We were just discussing Akon's antics, yeah. and uh, Jack was explaining what whining was mm. to great effect. Yeah, thanks for helping me out there. I've in- insulted the entire great nations of the Caribbean. A shout oh, out so to the West wh- Indies who all- beat Australia. Yeah, fucking <laughs> oh, I get the whine out for that result. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it seems that I've <laughs> it seems I've drawn the very short straw of explaining how Akon was um, performing very very I would inappropriate. I get the dance- whine out for that result. Fair play. <laughs> very inappropriate dance moves with underage girl. Akon, he was quick to turn the ship around though, uh, releasing the soon-to-be hit song. Sorry, blame it on me. Only three months after the fact. It didn't stop with 15-year-olds, though, with Akon. No, he did have another incident in 2008, actually, mm-hmm. uh, where he... Only one year later. Yeah, learned nothing, man. <laughs> uh, well, he, like, picked out a boy in the crowd to come up on stage, and then he just, like, picked him up by by his... Like feet, I guess. He threw him on his shoulders. Yeah, it was like a sort of wrestling style. A yeah. WWE, yeah. Very yeah. jujitsu. Uh, and then he just yeeted him out in the crowd. <laughs> just fucking biffed him, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and there was also the time where he was refused a visa to Sri Lanka in 2010. Because he offended the Buddhists. Yeah, right? Buddhist groups were angry about the image of a Buddha statue in the video of the David Guetta feet Akon song, Sexy Chick. Um, now, out of journalistic rigor, which I... I feel quite strongly when I'm researching these podcasts or this radio show. I subjected myself to watching the Sexy Chick video in its entirety. I saw no Buddhas, uh, but I mean, who am I to argue with the proud independent nation state of Sri Lanka? So that's um, mm. that's my take on, well, that's all I've got for Akon anyway. Yeah, from one insane individual on the stage to another, Ozzy Osbourne. I think, I think one day we'll come back to Akon though. There's more to his life. I really want to actually discuss uh, his weird things that's going on in Africa with this man. Yeah, I want to talk about... Akon his, City. Yeah, his uh, sort of... But we'll get to that some other day. He even has his own cryptocurrency, <laughs> apparently. Anyway. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Ozzy Osbourne. So. Um, it's called Acoin, right? I think so. It's called Acoin. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Um, did you know he bit, a, he bit a bat's head off onto the stage? Hmm. That's fucked. Anyway, so the story started with uh, Ozzy sitting in a boardroom at CBS Records in 1981. And this was not long after Black Sabbath had fallen apart and he was starting up his own solo gigs. Yeah. And him and Sharon were at CBS to sign some new record deals or some kind of new new opportunities for him. So uh, he thought, as the man he is, that he would need to spice up the whole thing to sell himself a bit more. So he smuggled two doves into the office in his coat pockets with the intention to release them at a celebratory moment. 
<laughs> just sitting there signing papers and the man <laughs> throws two pigeons got, at you. He's got two doves in his pocket the whole time. I would love to know if Sharon was like in on this. <laughs> what was that conversation I th- like? I think hey, Sharon, I have a great uh, idea. I feel like most of the stuff, she's not involved. <laughs> Yeah. And um, she's not exactly the most balanced person either. No, I mean, she, she couldn't. I mean, if she's married, <laughs> if she's married to Aussie, like. Yeah. And uh, he apparently got bored during this meeting, so he simply just reached into his pocket, pulled out one of the doves, and chewed its head off. Nat- Imagine naturally. that's your option. He was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be fun to release the doves?" And he's like, "That's gonna be boring." <laughs> Chomp. <laughs> did he just bite its head off, or did he swallow the head? Surely not. No, like you know how I know a wild fox would just bite something's head and then spit it out, kind of. But I mean, a fox, a fox would probably eat the thing, though. Immediate IBS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the boardroom, <laughs> just like just like the Ebola dove or something. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, then he did this. The, it also to the second dove is to be like, no, this wasn't a freak accident. Yeah. I, I wasn't just zombified for one moment. <laughs> this was intentional. <laughs> but okay, it really does make you wonder what the you know what these executives from CBS Records were thinking. Yeah. Uh, cross over to the Strange Diets episode because we could definitely throw them in. Yeah, we could have done that. And um, but then you must have swallowed if it's a diet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, to consume the doves. No, uh, he, yeah, just, yeah. he just bit that. <laughs> <laughs> Dietary gatekeeper. Well, of he here. got bored. All right. I do think there is a difference between just biting something off and swallowing it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm. I agree. Uh, It's a different kind of insanity. Especially when it's a live dove that's been up your coat. Yes, that's what I mean. You've listened to a lot of our shows, right? Some would say everyone. Yes. (laughs) You're you're aware that, like, fact-checking is not always our strongest Not our thing. Anyway, back to Ozzy Osbourne. Um, The second incident was a year later in January 1982 at a concert in, I'm going to say it how Americans would say it, Des Moines. Iowa. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I've yeah. got it fairly right. That's how it's pronounced, Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. That sounds like a disease you'd get after biting That's into a probably bag. what he got. <laughs> Bit of Des Moines. <laughs> and apparently, yeah, he was at a, one of his concerts and um, a teenage fan threw a dead bat onto the stage, mm. which your first question has got to be, where the hell does a young person get a dead bat from? Presume they just picked it up on the side of the road kind of thing. Yeah, uh, so Ozzy sees this like bat land onto the stage and uh, he assumes it's a rubber toy of a bat. And so he does, but then it's even weirder. So he assumes it's a rubber toy of a bat and he takes a big bite off of its head and then realizes that it's real. It's a live bat. But then again, if it's plastic or a rubber toy, why would you still bite into it? Oh. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I think that's a little bit more understandable, though, if it's a rubber toy. I think a dead, half-rotted bat. That's more rock and roll than a it's plastic toy. It's definitely more rock and roll. And in fairness, like the the urban legend of uh, Ozzy Osbourne biting into a bat, it's always portrayed as like something really rock and roll that he did once. Yeah, yeah crazy, like, mm. crazy Aussie. Was... And then it's like this is the third, was... this is the third, third bird he's <laughs> eaten. <laughs> Very much an accident though. Yeah. When, when you read his memoir and he talks about how yeah he are he... bats birds? No, no. I'm sorry. For I that. wasn't gonna. All right. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Mam- I was just confused. mammal alert. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
And later in his biography, he went into a little further detail. He said, immediately, something felt wrong. For a start, my mouth was instantly full of this warm, goopy liquid and the worst aftertaste you could ever imagine. I could feel it staining my teeth and running down my chin. It makes you wonder, though, if uh, Ozzy Osbourne was responsible for the... COVID-19 yeah. pandemic. All this xenophobia pointing on Wuhan and China. Yeah. Is it Ozzy Osbourne? Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne. They're, you yeah, know, they're just brewing in his system s- since 1982. Somebody eating, you know, bat soup in the Wuhan wet market. No, it was Ozzy Osbourne in Des Moines, Iowa, yeah. 1982. They, they plucked that wet market story up a bit too quickly <laughs> yeah, for my liking. It's all too convenient now that you look at it. So apparently, immediately after the show, went on to see a doctor for a round of rabies shots. Mm. And that seems... Smart. Like a pretty reasonable thing to do. Yeah. That's all we've got time for. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much, Linnea, for joining us. Thank you for having me. For coming along with the idea for this show. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.